Following the state's adoption of school choice legislation in 2009, Baldwin County's Creekside Elementary School has seen its enrollment surge to the point where the school serves roughly 100 more students than the building was designed to accommodate. Next week, the Baldwin County School System will host four public meetings on Tuesday, December 6th and Thursday, December 8th to discuss different plans for correcting this and other enrollment imbalances across the county's four elementary schools. The options range from simply redrawing attendance maps to completely rethinking the way elementary education is configured in Baldwin County schools. On this edition of Milledgeville Matters, Baldwin County Schools Superintendent Dr. Norris Price joins us to talk about the enrollment imbalance and the possible solutions her team is offering to fix the problem. But more importantly, she wants to personally invite anyone invested in the future of our school children's education to attend one or all of the four public meetings scheduled for 8 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. Tuesday, December 6th, and 8 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. Thursday, December 8th. So without further ado, let's begin this edition of Milledgeville Matters. Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Dr. Norris Price, welcome to Milledgeville Matters. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Right, and I just thank you for taking the time to talk with our audience today about um, this issue of redistricting and some of the different plans that y'all have to alleviate some of the issues. But that brings me to my first question, and that is, of course, just can you tell me why the Baldwin County School System is considering redistricting? Well, for the last several years, we have had an overcrowding situation at Creekside Elementary. And last year, we attempted to look at some options, and it just was too late in the school year to really move forward with it. So what we did this year in order to relieve some of the overcrowding is that we limited the number of people that could attend Creekside by choice. We do have an option that if you do not live in that attendance zone, you can opt to go to another school under House Bill 251. We did not allow as many students to transfer to Creekside this year in order to relieve that overcrowding, but it means that moving forward we do have to do something different. In addition to that, we have an elementary school, Midway, that is under-enrolled. So this creates a very unique opportunity for us to balance the enrollment in all of our elementary schools, but also look at different grade level uh, configurations that would allow us to really be innovative in the way that we're educating our students. I was curious uh, to go back to the issue of overcrowding at Creekside and then under-enrollment at Midway. Do you know, are there any trends or developments that have caused these issues at these two separate schools? I think that you have parents that have a preference for their children to attend a certain elementary school, and Creekside tends to have a very good reputation in the community. And so parents that do not live in that attendance zone tend to request the option of going to that elementary school. But we do not know of any new construction that would have created the overcrowding situation that we have at Creekside, other than the choice option that we have in our school district. 
And I'm sure for our audience members who have children in the elementary school system and uh, maybe even middle school and high school right now, they're familiar with kind of the catchment areas for these schools. But if you could, for those who uh, may have young children who have yet to uh, join into the system or who may not have children at all, could you describe where these areas that Creekside serves and Midway serves so they might understand if they do have young children and they're not exactly sure which neighborhoods and areas of the community are affected by these choices? Well, what I want to say first of all is that we have four good elementary schools, that I believe that those four elementary schools are able to deliver quality education to all of our students. So in order to describe the neighborhoods, I think you would have to look at an attendance map that would give a better picture of that. So I would hate to start giving neighborhoods, names of neighborhoods, I would encourage our listeners to come to our meetings where we are going to show those attendance maps. However, we do have an attendance map on our website under the Transportation Department that they can look at. And if they're not sure of where they are supposed to go, they can always call our Transportation Department, give them their address, and we will let them know which school uh, they're designated to attend. And of course, people can find your website by just Googling uh, Baldwin County, Georgia school system. I believe it has Baldwin County schools. Mm -hmm. Right. Now that you've mentioned the meetings that are coming up, and we're, we're of course going to repeat this information you know, several times throughout the interview, but if you could tell us when those meetings are and where they might be located. Okay. I want to say that we launched a survey about a week and a half ago, and that survey is to get input from our stakeholders. And so I encourage uh, everyone to go online. It is posted on our website. We also pushed it out through our social media sites to go and take the survey and give us their feedback. In addition to that, next week, we're going to have four meetings. We're going to have one on December 6th at 8.30 in the morning at Creekside and one at 5.30 in the afternoon at Eagle Ridge. We will also have one on December 8th at 8 a.m., which will be at Blandy Hills, and another one at 5.30 p.m., which will be at Midway. So we are trying to get to all four elementary schools to provide information to our community, and you can attend any one of those four meetings. Again, December 6th, 8 a.m. at Creekside, 5.30 p.m. at Eagle Ridge, and December 8th, 8 a.m. at Blandy, and 5.30 p.m. at Midway. All right. And at these meetings, um, these aren't just for uh, parents who have currently have students in the system. These are for all community members. All community members are invited, uh, whether you may be, uh, you have children or not. Right. Uh, for anyone who's interested in ensuring that we have a successful public school system, I encourage them to come and attend the meeting. I also wanted to say that when we talk about balancing enrollment, we have not updated our attendance maps in 20 years. So this again provides us with an opportunity to upgrade our attendance map and to look at those trends in our community over the last 20 years to balance the enrollment. So we are working with a Georgia College professor to help us do that work. And as we talk about what I guess we would perceive now as an imbalance in some of the enrollment at some of the schools, can you talk about some of the stresses that that puts on students, teachers, administration in the schools? Well, what I say is that the, the, the stress comes in in what I call in the core of the building. That's your gym, your cafeteria, your, your bathrooms, um, where your media center, where the core 
was only built for a certain number of students and when you add more of that it adds that stress level where the core of the facility cannot handle the number of students and the number of adults in the building but also when you're talking about adding or reducing class size you don't have the classrooms to be able to do that so then you have teachers that have larger class sizes, which creates stresses. You know, even if you add two or three students, that can create an additional workload for teachers. So we're looking at how we can reduce that. But I can tell you that our teachers have done an incredible job under the circumstances and have been able to meet the needs of our students, although we've been overcrowded at Creekside Elementary. Are you able to talk about the amount of overcrowding or just contextualize it for our audience members? Well, looking at, for example, this year we don't have as many students, but last year at Creekside we had over 925 students for a school that was built for 800 students. And so you can see where that would create some challenges when you don't have the instructional space to handle the number of students. The other thing that you have to take into consideration when you're looking at enrollment, you also have to look at the different programs that you have. So for example, if you have special education services, that requires a certain number of classrooms. If you're looking at your gifted program, you're looking at your English as a second language program, you're looking at your early intervention program. So programs also require additional classroom space that are not taken into consideration when you're looking at overcrowding. So that's part of the conversation that we're having as well, is making sure that every teacher has a classroom, that they're not sharing classroom space, or we're not converting a closet into a classroom. So we have to continue to look at, at some point in time, you gotta make sure that the enrollment is manageable, as well as the number of adults in the building. The other thing that can happen is bringing in portable classrooms in order to address that. And so we don't have that need because we have space in our other three elementary schools. Well, we're going to take a short break right now, but if you're just joining us, you're listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. We're talking about the call for input into a possible redistricting plan for the Baldwin County school systems. I'm joined today by Dr. Norris Price. She's the superintendent of Baldwin County Schools. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more Milledgeville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. 
we're talking about the opportunity for community input into a possible redistricting plan at the Baldwin County School System. Joining me today is Dr. Norris Price. She's the superintendent of Baldwin County Schools. Now, in that last segment, we were talking about some of the issues that has brought this idea of redistricting up. And in this segment, we're going to talk about some of the potential solutions uh, to the issues of overcrowding and under-enrollment and, and really just balancing out the enrollment at our four elementary schools. In the broadest terms, what are the solutions to this issue? Well, let me just start out by saying that our goal is to provide the highest quality education to the students that are entrusted to us each and every day. And currently, we serve 89% of all the elementary school age children in our community. So we have a responsibility to ensuring that we create the best learning environment for them. So we're looking at several options. One of the options would be to look at our attendance zones and change the attendance zones in order to balance the enrollment. So it means that certain neighborhoods will be shifted from one school to another. So that is one option that we're looking at. The other um, option that we're looking at is the grade level configuration. So looking at a possibility of pairing up elementary schools and looking at a K-2 option and a 3-5 option. So you would have all your K-2 students in one school and all your 3-5 students in another school. And since we have four elementary schools, it would mean pairing up our elementary schools to be partner schools. The other option that we also looked at in that reconfiguration is to look at a K-1 school, a 2-3 school, and a 4-5 school. So that is another option that we're looking at. And in that case, you're looking at three elementary schools, which means that fourth elementary school could be used for some other type of innovative programming. So those are the options that we will be presenting to our community, our families, and our staff as we do these community forums. And I think many audience members can understand redrawing the district lines. That's uh, pretty cut and dry, just moving different neighborhoods around into which school they would be in. But when we talk about reconfiguring uh, the grade levels, I was wondering if we might start off by talking about how does that differ from the ways the schools are configured at this point? Right now, our schools are configured in a traditional grade level arrangement, and that means that all the schools have a K-5. They have kindergarten through fifth grade in one building. And you have um, kindergarten teachers across the, our school district, for example, that are in four different schools. This would at least bring those teachers into one building or into two buildings where they can truly collaborate and leverage their knowledge and expertise in order to benefit our students. And so that is the difference between what we currently do now, which is a K-5 option with all grade levels versus limiting the number of grade levels that we have in one school. And of course, as y'all are looking at these different options, it is somewhat born out of necessity. But are there benefits that you see by reconfiguring the grade levels? Right. Well, we've done some research. We actually started doing that research last year, and there are a number of schools across our state. Right in our backyard, Putnam County right now is configured in that manner. They have a kindergarten through second grade school and a third through fifth grade school. And some of our other surrounding school districts also have that configuration. And what we found out in doing our research and talking to them that the benefit is having all the teachers that are working with our primary age students all in one building and being able to collaborate and, co and capitalize 
on their knowledge and expertise and being able to be really focused on a specific age span. And in this case, it would be that kindergarten through second grade age span and in that third through fifth grade. So those are the benefits that they see that we saw as we looked at these different options is the focus that you would be able to have because you're limiting the number of grades that you're serving. Right. And I know myself, I'm a parent of a very young child. Uh, she's roughly a year and a half. And as I went and filled out the survey, which I'll just say now is a very brief survey. It doesn't take more than 10 or 15 minutes. And that's giving it a, a plenty of time to actually think about your responses and uh, uh, introduce yourself to the ideas that are being put forth. You know, the, the ideas which I answered the survey with were keeping her in the same school for uh, as long as possible, uh, but also grouping those similar age students together in hopes that you know, there would be that opportunity for collaboration amongst their teachers, amongst the students themselves, but they would also look around them and see their age peers around them. Now, one thing that I just thought of, if we do talk about just the redistricting, would that immediately affect all the students in those grades? Or would there be any kind of, say, grandfathering in of children into one school so they can continue their experience? Or would those changes be immediate? And if they would be immediate, could you talk about the time frame that y'all would look to move forward in? Okay. We are looking at implementing this for 2017-18 school year. So that's next school year, August of 2017. And so right now we're seeking input, we're having the forums. My goal would be to bring a recommendation to the board by February so we can give parents plenty of notice about the change. We have talked about options of grandfathering. Again, when talking to other school districts that have gone through this type of redistricting and grade level reconfiguration, they have grandfathered their fifth graders um, and allowed them to finish out their last year in the school that they're attending. However, when you look at that, if you're pairing up schools, there are going to be fifth graders that are not going to be able to finish their last year at their current elementary school. So not sure if that would be an option that we would exercise because it would impact half of the students and the others would not have that option. We also um, talked about that if we looked at our traditional elementary schools, just keeping it as we uh, have them now, K-5, but changing the attendance zone, then that would be another option that we can exercise because then everybody would get to stay if you're a fifth grader at your current school. Then you open up another can of worm because then you say, okay, how about the siblings? And so pretty soon you may end up in the same situation which you really didn't resolve the overcrowding situation that you were trying to resolve. So we have to look at it and, and look at the numbers and see what is in the best interest of our students when making those final decisions. And for my last question, or at least planned question for this segment, I thought I'd ask you, uh, what are some of the potential drawbacks that you see and are you know, maybe trying to figure out ways to overcome? Well, I can tell you that families and our teachers and our students love their school that they're in. So I think the biggest challenge for us is that they don't want to change. You know, they don't want to leave the school that they're in now. And so it's helping them to understand as I've shared before, is that the school building does not make the school. It is the people in the building, your students, your teachers, your families, your administration. So helping them to understand that they will still be with their peers, with their friends, with their colleagues, with families, but it may be half of the families that you're used to being around. 
And so just trying to, to help ease that anxiety that is created. But our, the kids are very resilient. I mean, I've gone through our redistricting process in other school districts and the students seem to handle it really well. The adults seem to have the, the challenges of the change. But I think it's just working through and if we work together as a team, I think that we will arrive at the best solution for our school district. So I'm just asking everyone to have an open mind um, and to really think about the fact that we want all of our schools to be strong schools. We want all of our schools to be successful. So how do we make that happen as we are looking at balancing the enrollment across our school district? Well, we're going to take a short break right now, but if you're just joining us, you're listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. We're talking about the call for input into a possible redistricting plan for the Baldwin County school systems. I'm joined today by Dr. Norris Price. She's the superintendent of Baldwin County Schools. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more Milledgeville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, we're talking about community input into potential redistricting plans for the Baldwin County school system. I'm joined today by Dr. Norris Price. She's the superintendent of the Baldwin County school system. And in the last two segments, we've been talking about the need for this conversation about redistricting or redrawing some of the district maps or possibly reconfiguring the schools and also the different solutions that are being offered for the community to provide input on and to think about. In this segment, I want to start off with one question that is kind of a throwback to our last segment and just about some of the challenges for parents as we make these potential changes to the school system. Let me just reiterate again that there will be some uneasiness because change, and change can be difficult. Uh, change is not comfortable, but our biggest concern would be in looking at what is in the best interest of our students, and we believe that maintaining the status quo would not be in the best interest of our students. So when we look at parents and some of the challenges that parents will face, one of the things that we know we see may be traffic issues for example, during arrival and dismissal. That is something that we're going to have to consider. The other issue has to do with logistics. So if we look at the option of K1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and I have multiple children and they are attending multiple schools, then that's going to be a challenge for me in how to get to three different schools if I have children in the three different age spans that we just discussed. So I see that traffic, 
and managing that would be an issue. Attending parent meetings, PTO meetings, those are the things that we would have to work out. But I think that, again, if we work together, we should be able to arrive at the best solutions for dealing with those uh, challenges. As you mentioned, those different logistical challenges uh, with the different meetings that parents attend, that school teachers attend, there will be a shared burden by all of the uh, people involved in this, not just our students, not our parents, not just our, our teachers. Now, I wanted to transition over to the community input aspect of this. Now, we've talked about it a little bit throughout each of the segments, but I wanted just to focus on that directly. Now, again, could you tell us the means for community members to get involved in this uh, conversation? The first thing is that we do have a survey that is online right now, and if you go to our website, it is www.baldwin-county-schools.com. You will see the survey, click on it. It takes a few minutes and give us your input. We also have pushed it out through social media, a Facebook account and Twitter, so you can get the link through our social media sites as well. So we're seeking your input through the survey, but we also are having four community forums next week on December 6th. We're having two, one at 8 in the morning at Creekside Elementary and one at 5.30 in the evening at Eagle Ridge Elementary. And then we're also having one on December 8th, 8 in the morning at Blandy and 5.30 p.m. at Midway. And you can attend any of those meetings. You can attend them multiple times and it's open to everyone in our community. We want as much input as possible as I move forward in making a recommendation to the school board. Let's go back to the survey. Can you talk about the survey and what questions you're asking uh, so people can prepare themselves if they've not yet had the opportunity to um, fill out this survey? Well, we, we ask questions such as whether they are a parent, whether they're a community member, whether they're a staff member, how many children live in the home, how many of those children are attending our schools. And then we're also asking them for their um, input into which of the grade level reconfiguration would be of interest to them. So do we maintain our traditional schools and change the attendance uh, zones or do we go to those grade level reconfigurations that I just shared with you and that we'd be looking at a K2, 3-5 schools which means we would pair up our elementary schools but it would not impact the attendance zones or going to a K1, 2, 3, 4, 5 uh, grade level reconfiguration. And again, those would not impact our attendance zones, but it would mean that students would be going to different schools and we would be going down to three schools instead of four. Right, and of course, um, I think we can see the survey as a means of getting that quantitative information about people's choices that they would want to have in the public meetings themselves would be an opportunity for more of a, a qualitative response to the plans that are being outlaid? Well, they have an opportunity to give comments as well. So at the end of the survey, we ask for any comments, any feedback. So people that are not able to attend the forum can provide us with that feedback via the survey. And that, again, is really important to us. We have had so far over 850 uh, responses. And so there's been a lot of interest and I believe around 82 comments right now. And so we will read those comments and make sure that we take that into consideration when uh, we're making a final decision. Right. I'm always curious for the folks who may not be computer literate, are, are there any means of filling out a paper form or would you just um, ask them to attend these meetings? 
If you're not comfortable with computers, I ask you to come to any of our schools. We have computers at our schools and we will have somebody there that can help them take the survey. So don't be intimidated because the survey is online. We will be more than happy to help you. They can even come to the board office. We have computers here that we can provide access to. There's a lab right here at the Board of Education and they can take the survey here and somebody will be right there helping them. And I want to move just to the meetings. Can you talk a little bit about the format of the meetings? Well, right now what we will do is give them an overview. Um, want to show them the enrollment by school, by uh, grade level. Want to show new attendance maps that um, we have created. We will also show them where our students live now on those maps. And then we will break up into small groups to talk about the different options and to get input rather than having a large group is to have very focused questions to make sure that everybody has a voice and we're able to get their input. And then if they have any questions, we're going to have them share those questions in those small groups. And then we'll be able to respond to them when we come back together in the large group. Those are all the questions I have, but I just want to turn it over to you now. Is there anything I did not ask you about or anything you'd like to place any further emphasis on? Well, one of the things that I would like to mention that it's part of being a charter system. We became a charter system in July. And so one of the things that we're looking is how we can meet the needs of all of our students in our community birth through grade 12. So we are now looking at a partnership with Georgia College to create a child care center at our early learning center that would focus on birth through age two. We already serve uh, ages three, four, and five at the Early Learning Center, but it would be looking at uh, six months to the age of two and looking at a Montessori model. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be bringing a recommendation to the board in December to move forward with the partnership. And if we're able to work out all the details, we are looking uh, to implement that in August of 2017 as well. So when we look at the number of children in our community, as I said earlier, we are serving 89% currently of those students. We're very proud of that fact. And so now we're going to increase the number of students that we're able to serve through this partnership with Georgia College and looking at six months through age two. Yeah, I just thought I'd give you uh, one more opportunity for a call to action to our listeners uh, to get them out there, get them thinking about this conversation that's ongoing right now. Uh, we need your input. And so uh, I need you to come out and be a full participant. Um, you can't um, complain <laughs> about the decision that is made if you don't take advantage of the opportunities that we're giving you, either through the survey and providing us with your comments or by attending the forum. So I, I really value, our school board values the input of our stakeholders. And otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. We could easily make a decision and say this is the way it is, but that's not the way we know we should conduct business. And we know the importance of having input from everyone in our community. So come out and join us again, December 6th, 8 a.m. at Creekside, 5.30 p.m. at Eagle Ridge, and December 8th, 8 a.m. at Blandy, and 5.30 p.m. at Midway. Look forward to seeing everyone. Well, Dr. Norris Price, thank you so much for um, taking the time to talk to our audience here on Milledgeville Matters. Thank you so much for inviting me and giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. 
You've been listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Tonight, we talked with Baldwin County School Superintendent Dr. Norris Price about potential solutions to overcrowding and under-enrollment in two of Baldwin County's four elementary schools. The school system will host public meetings at 8 a.m. Tuesday, December 6th at Creekside Elementary and that afternoon at 5.30 p.m. at Eagle Ridge. Additional meetings are scheduled for 8 a.m. Thursday, December 8th at Blandy Hills Elementary School and that afternoon at 5.30 p.m. at Midway Elementary. Don't forget to provide your feedback through the school system's electronic survey available on the system's website at baldwin-county-schools.com. Thank you for joining us on Milledgeville Matters. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. I look forward to convening with you next time.